Masonic podcast. Which one, Todd? Not that one. The other one. There you go. <laughs> brother Jared Atkins. I'm Brother Todd Bailey. Coming to you from Bethlehem Lodge 574 in beautiful Bird's Eye, Indiana, the southern part of the state. Uh, I got a little Masonic education. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, my favorite thing is when I do Masonic education, and then you're like, hey, let's break this down, and then I listen to you give an awesome Jim Ross play-by-play while I throw in some Jerry the King Lawler commentary. Even barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> this comes to us, actually, from the state of Indiana by way of Canada. A. A. This is an extract from an article that was published in the Indiana Freemason, which you and I both get in the mail. Oh, everyone does. Uh, but it's coming from uh, in July of 1984, but it's coming out of Canada. It's called A Little Scrap of Paper. Uh, and it says, Our most priceless possession is a little scrap of paper. A two and a half by four and a half inches piece of paper. It has no intrinsic worth. It is not a bond or a receipt for anything of material value. It is a membership card in a lodge of ancient, free, and accepted Masons. It tells us that we have entered into a spiritual and material kinship with our fellow Masons to practice charity and word and deed, to forgive the faults of our brethren, to hush the tongues of scandal, to care for the crippled, the hungry, and the sick, and to be just to all mankind. This little scrap of paper tells us that no matter where we travel in the world, we are welcome to visit a place where good fellowship prevails among brothers and friends. It tells us that our loved ones, our home, and our very lives are all under the protection of every member of this age-old worldwide fraternity who have sworn to defend and protect ours as we have theirs. It tells us that we should ever be overtaken by misfortune the hand of most every mason on the face of the earth will be outstretched to aid and assist in our necessities. And finally, my brethren, it tells us that when the final page of our book of life has been turned, there will be gathered in our lodge room friends and brethren who will recall our virtues, though they may be few, and who will forgive us for our faults, though they be many. So, uh, that's our Masonic education for the night. I think I might actually. You've been great. <laughs> I think I might actually uh, read that at our next state of meeting. Hey, that'd be a good thing to read because we don't do enough education the way it is. No, isn't that's that? It I, you know drives what drives me crazy? We've created a new office this year, me and you. We are we are now co Masonic educators. We are the head of Masonic education for our lodge. So we're marketing too. Yeah, and we're public relations. And yeah, we're creating a lot of new jobs for us. Kitchen crew, coffee makers, coffee makers. Uh, Chief ball washer and <laughs> pot liquor. I don't know. <laughs> we, uh, we're, we, you know, sadly to say, at 44 years old, and what, you're 30, 35. 35. Thanks for reminding me. We are the youngest ones in our officer line. Mm, yeah. I remember a time when I was master of my lodge up north, and I was the youngest member of the lodge, totally, and master of the lodge at the same time. You think that's bad? Imagine being in here when you're 21, 22, 20, 21, 22, like I was, mm-hmm. and no other young guys are coming in. Mm-hmm. Man, it was well, just me. Yeah, you know, so that's how we did my lot. We started out being old, and a couple of young guys got in there and said, hey, we like doing this. And, and then I go away, work night shift, and a whole bunch of stuff happens, and I should have been a past master like three times over already. Yeah, but that's the title. And I'm still waiting. 
just a title, but it's just a title. I'm, it don't even bother me anymore. You know, it just it doesn't matter what chair you sit in. You're in it here. matters that I'm in a chair, right? That I'm here to vote and to to put out and well, yeah, put out the community. Yeah, and that's something we really need to. I think we need to look into the future. We need to have more things here at <clears throat> at Lodge and out in the community. Like I talked about having a uh, fellowship nights. You know, we talked about coming back from Founders Day. Have a fellowship night. You know, show a documentary, a Masonic movie. Uh, there's several of them out there we could pick from. There National is treasure, blah, 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 There is stuff. a plethora of stuff that I'd like to talk about our next state of meeting. Uh, I would like us to move forward with trying to put on a mother-son dance because the feedback that you and I got on this yeah. was tremendous. I'm telling My you, there'd be a lot be a of idea. there'd be a lot of mothers. I don't know what we would do with the tables, or you know, if well, we, we didn't have it here, we'd have it somewhere else. We, we could, would just sponsor it from we our could lodge. Fold up to some of the tables, get them out of the way. That's not a big deal. But but you also got to remember. And I was thinking about this, and you know, did you want to did you, did you want to dance to your mom when you were that age? Well, I mean, I in elementary school. You're not high. middle school. I mean, I'm. You know, I mean, it's it's whoever wants to come though. That's you know true. how many mothers commented on our page mothers with small children ages like 10 and under that was like oh god yes we would go yeah i mean it'd be a good time just have the kids get together anyway because the boys are just gonna play around like kind of like the girls did the father daughter dance they didn't hang out with their dads what were they doing yeah every time my little one wanted to go <laughs> dance i was back in 30 seconds because she wanted to go play with her friends right but I, was, I only danced with my daughter twice a whole night yeah you know it's always a slow song which hey no big deal but, you know, I, my, my daughter had a good time. I had a good time. I talked to a lot of people. Hey, whatever. But All right. We could do that. We have fellowship nights. I think, I think we need to have fellowship nights. You know, movie night. Uh, we call them stags, but you call them whatever you want. Uh, you know, I think we need to have more just, just lodge dinners. Just meet at uh, Bank and have dinner with our brother or something like that. Or, you know, something like, you know, stuff like that. Get outside lodge and get the community. Now, there's no budding restaurant here in Bird Eye. Bird's Eye, except for Debs, and they're closing the evenings. <laughs> Dairy Barn. <laughs> there's an idea. There's an idea. There's an idea. All right. But, uh, but Lodge Education Night, um, Yeah, I thought we'd break down the EA charge. There we go. This is what. So we're going to do some Masonic well, education. And here's my, here, here's my, what I was thinking about on this. Okay? I'm assuming that's what's open right there. Yeah. The, basically, we'll go through the EA charge maybe next episode, Fellcraft, and we'll do Master Mason. But basically, what the charge tells you when you're sitting there in Northeast Corner Lodge, you know, standing. As the youngest entered apprentice. As the youngest entered apprentice. Is they basically give you the rules that you have to follow being, a, being an entered apprentice. Right. You know, and we're not going to get verbatim. We're not, there's no secret. It's in the monitor written out in plain English, but we could actually read it if we wanted to. Well, we're yeah, gonna, yeah. The, the, the whole rule of thumb, again, for those people out there saying that we're killing everything by doing a podcast, the rule of thumb has always been anything in the monitor is able to be seen by any eyes in the world. So, right. as long as it's, yeah. you know. So, go ahead. Basically, uh, which most guys here have heard the EHRs, they like I've memorized it. Like this I've, is the one I was working on the most. This is the most time I've spent in in ritual in a long time. My brother, as you are now introduced into the first principles of masonry, I congratulate you on being accepted into this ancient and honorable order. All right, and that's what that's the first part I want to talk about. It's telling you how ancient it is, ancient and honorable. So you're in honor, in the presence of honor, honorable people. Exactly, one hundred percent. You know that's what it is, and it's ancient as having subsisted time immemorial. So basically, if you look at 
uh, masonry is has been around forever. Well, I mean, if you break down masonry, masonry is building. And what did the you know cavemen do when they went to get out of the caves and you know when they're in the plains where there were no clay caves or whatever? What did they do? They built something. And it starts out with stick and wood. Then later on, when you want something more permanent, you go to stone. Me make rock. <laughs> right. Right. So basically, masonry has been around since time immemorial. Which all this is masonry is building basically in the basically of all of it. Is you, all you are is a builder. And we've heard that, that poem several times. A bridge builder. I'm a builder. There's several Masonic poems. We've talked about, about that. that on a past episode, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure we have. But um, Now I keep thinking about that episode of Family Guy where Cripple Joe, <laughs> Caveman Cripple Joe, makes the wheel the first wheelchair. Anyways. Yeah. Come on. on. <laughs> focus, Jared. Focus. ADD is killing you. Yes, man. it's man tonight. That's why we don't do these on Tuesday nights, bro. Usually it's Sunday night. We're yeah, it's usually a Sunday day. afternoon, Sunday night. All right, continue. But uh, some of the other stuff in here, Armor Order has a Sith Time Memorial. Ancient is, oh man, now I'm drawing a blank. Assisted from Time Memorial. As so to render, man, I'm I'm getting, I'm all, yeah, I done lost my place when kinda, you stopped me. You're kind of off there. Um, Time Memorial and uh, Honorable Titty in there in particular. So to render all oh, men man. who will be conformable to, to its precepts. precepts. Now, then it says, like, no institution has ever been raised on more solid principle or more solid foundation. Nor have ever more useful maxims ever. Okay, anyways. Anyways, we're not going to go verbatim on it. <laughs> Look make, at me. I told you I put <laughs> in time there. on this You're one. getting there. Uh, it also tells you, you know, the greatest and best men. I mean, good men all through ages have been invo- involved in masonry. George Washington, Benjamin Franklin. Uh, Mozart, um, FDR, FDR, Harry S. Truman. Before that, you've had kings and, pr- and princes and all this stuff. I mean, they've been Native American chiefs, been Masons. The astronaut guy from Indiana, Gus Grissom. Gus Grissom. Yep, he was a Mason. But men of good principles have always been attracted to Masonry for all time. I mean, even even uh, basically the, the when Masonry moved from operative to speculative. It was men who were of because uh, that's what learning. good men do. Men of learning, guys who were educated, and guys who understood that because it was the age of enlightenment when that happened, the Renaissance basically. So you guys were looking; they looked at the Masons as you know, basically, you guys are doing the handiwork of God here, building these buildings. They didn't know how they did it, and if you if you, you didn't know, most Masons were illiterate to a point. I mean, they could do all the building and everything. I mean, they probably couldn't read or write. That's reading the handshakes were there, and the grips and the secret and the secret passes and everything. That's why they were there because guys they really couldn't read or write, but they could damn sure do geometry pretty well. They understood angles, and you know, I remember watching a uh, documentary a few years ago, maybe more than that. But when they built those big columns and everything, they lay everything out with the compass. But you, if you're building a a column that tapers it's say it's 40 feet long it tapers an inch every 12 feet if you're making a piece by piece on those columns you have to have your compass set a certain distance right well if you're going to get that curve or that that bow of that of that uh, that you know how they got the barrel kind of on the, some of those pillars you had to you had to know how to figure that out using your compass well they the master would put a mark on the wall that if you want to make it this size, put your compass here. Make this size, put your compass here. Make it that wide or that narrow. It's, it's really a, it's a fascinating documentary. I wish I could find it now, but now I can't. 
it's all history somewhere, but it's absolutely fascinating. But, but the, nevertheless, that's how uh, men of gentlemen back in the you know Middle Ages found Masons to be. They wanted to be a part of that. They wanted to learn what they learned, and when they they got there, learned about it. It wasn't all about just sticks and you know making you know making rough rocks into smooth rocks. It was about making yourself, who is the rough ashlar, into the perfect ashlar. And these are the the tools and the the edu- education we need to get there, for lack of a better word. You're looking confused on me. No, I'm I'm, I'm listening intently. <laughs> All right, so I'm 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 enjoying and, this. In your first degree, you get a charge. With this, this is what you are charged to do. Here's what you're supposed to do as an inner apprentice. Plus, you know me, the inner apprentice is my favorite degree. I mean, well, we all love too. the master mason for its symbolism. That's true, but when it comes to favorite degrees, inner apprentice is always my favorite. So you know, then you get to the part where it says there are three great duties which you are charged, charged to inculcate to God, to country. No. And yourself. No. To God, your neighbor, and yourself. In yourself, yes. Excuse me, I said country. So, Masons always, always have the Bible open on the altar at every open meeting, every state meeting, every every. You said meeting. altar, and my eyes immediately just went over the altar. You always look at it, yeah. So, there's always a Bible open, whether it's the Christian Bible, whether it's the you know Muslim. Uh, the Quran. The Quran, the, the Torah. And there's several, Whatever, yeah. Yeah, several of them. But Masons are taught not to... We're not all the same religion. No. I don't care what anybody says. We're not all no. Christian. We're not all, you know, we're not all. Catholic. You don't we're have to. Baptist, and that's a Methodist. common misconception about our fraternity. You don't have to profess a belief in a Christian deity. No. It's just a, a deity. And it's about a deity. A one singular monotheism with one singular, you know, supreme yeah, being. 100%. Which, uh, I don't uh, well, they say the, the Norse religion. With Odin, the Vikings, basically, yeah, and there's guys who've done it that way. There's guys who did the, uh, I want to say a, a Wiccan or something like that. But I'm not sure on that. That'd be something. Which, yeah, and with the uh, Native American degree team coming up, I want to ask those guys. Okay, uh, let's say you know, I'm sure most of the guys are probably Christian. If I was to guess, yeah, I'm not going to speak for them. But if I had to guess, they're probably Christian. But, you know, early, uh, back in the Old West, everything, Indian, Native Americans, I hate to say the word Indians anymore. I'm so woke. But <laughs> they, uh, those guys weren't all Christians. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to after you said woke like that. Yeah, I'm so woke. Quote, 44-year-old man's woke. Yeah. I just, you know, it's, I don't like calling them Indians. They're Native Americans. Yeah. You know, this sounds right to me. But. You know, those guys, they weren't, I'm sure most of the guys weren't Christian, so what was their supreme being? I know they had a great spirit or whatever, but I don't know the name of it. I never studied the Native American spirituality. I don't know anything about it. I like to ask those guys, hey, can you tell me anything about this? Just That would be interesting to talk to them about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to get our chance. Yeah, we, we are going to be able to interview them, at least one of them, I think. So, but, uh, you know, our duty is always first foremost to God. And never mentioning his name except with that reverential R that We're not gonna do this word for No, word. no, I'm just I'm proud of I'm proud of myself. Proud of where I, you I put it a lot of I put a lot of time in on this. <laughs> Get a thumbprint there in your monitor like yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and <laughs> totally just blanked every second. I'm sorry. But um, I'm proud of myself. Uh and they always esteem him as the chief good. He is, basically, he is the, the level we try to aspire to, right? 
I fail every day, but I try. Hey, we try though. And uh, and acting upon the square, you know, never do anything outside what you're supposed to be doing. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I mean, I'm trying to remember all the stuff and read all at the same time. It's it's okay <laughs> if you read a passage verbatim here or there, bro. Yeah. And esteem him as the chief good uh, to your neighbor and acting upon the square. I mean, treat your neighbor as he wish you you he he would treat you basically. If I bring you your newspaper and treat you nice every day, I would expect you to not to bring me my paper, but at least be nice to me. If I bring you your paper and you punch me in the face, <laughs> I won't poop on your lawn. Put <laughs> <laughs> but you know, treat your neighbor as you want to be treated. The golden rule, which is every rule lived by, is the main rule lived by. You're taught that in like kindergarten. Exactly. You know, don't beat up on the kid next to you. Treat him like he, would you want him beating up on you? Crazy, <laughs> like him try, but. <laughs> But anyways, um, I didn't always follow that when I was a kid. But, I threw but, I threw some haymakers. <laughs> but you know, going back to the rules we had to follow, you know, you know, have a belief in God, follow Him, and uh, you know, go to Him whenever you need need help. You know, treat your neighbor as you want to be treated. Like, treat him on a level. You know, be on a level with Him. Which you know, everyone say, Are "You being level with me here?" That comes from masonry. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. that a lot of our fairness, treating each other right, you know. Is, Brought to you by Masons, you know, guys. You well, yeah. treat each other on the same level and everything. Uh, and yourself, and uh, avoiding all irregularities and temp and temperance, intemperance. Easy for me to say. Which what is intemperance? What does that mean to you? Intemperance. Yeah. Well, I. Th- you know, I really don't know. Intemperance has to do with like like uh, fallacies. No, nah, mostly about drinking, really. Well. I mean, I was thinking about excess, but, I mean, wouldn't you just call it in excess instead of intemperances? Well, no, because intemperance has to do with uh, you know, not being in the right mind. Well, there Let's, you go. Not in the right state of mind. Let me look it up here in the glossary for us real quick. So Everybody, the secret's out. Jared knows nothing. Yeah. Nothing on the podcast. It's all Todd. <laughs> we're going to have to edit this part out. No, we're all right. Look at uh, that. Uh, impetuous, immortal. Is that the ultrasound picture of your child uses the bookmark on your monitor? That's Ava. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I blame her for everything. Mm. Proud daddy. Uh, is it in here? You know what's bothering me when I'm going to go back and edit these episodes? It's going to be a cluster? No, this. The way I hooked the mic cables up tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're gonna have to. All people have been hearing all episode and the last <laughs> one was this. I've been trying not to. Yeah, because you're sitting still. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> I'm not sitting in here. This is driving me crazy. I can't find a word. But anyways, um, I know I always understood it. Is you ever seen the Patriot? Mm-hmm. The Patriot. Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger. Whenever Heath Ledger asked him, you know, you know what happened at Fort Williams and all this stuff, he said, and they always said that he was a a war fighter in the War of eighteen twelve, basically the French. I'm not a child. You're my child. Sorry. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> Mel Gibson's going to come get you now. We copyright for <laughs> We're but, having too much fun on Tuesday night, folks. He always tells me I was intemperate in my youth. I mean, he was drunk all the time in his youth. So he really didn't know what he was doing all the time. So it'd be basically keep your faculties about above you or about you and, you know, be of the right, right. mind. Right. Stuff like that. So always, you know, remember that, that. Even when you are drinking. 
And don't drink before you go into a Tyler Lodge. <laughs> That's my rule. I busted that real quick. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm going to talk about Inside that. joke. I'll, oh, I'll nope, Todd wants it. clear the air. This no, this my, is my fault. <laughs> not really, but it's kind of my dumb fault because I didn't remember this. But we went to dinner with uh, our friends from Illinois. Yes. Okay. We go there. And, uh, you you know, don't have to tell this story if you don't want with, to. It with, was just an inside no, joke. I'm going okay, to. Okay. All right. With Mexican food, I always want to have this, some kind of Mexican beer. Dos Equis, Tecate, whatever. I like I like a Mexican beer and I eat Mexican food. But Now, you before know? you go any further, tell them what your rule has always been. But my rule has always been if I'm... If I'm going to lodge, if I'm going to study my ritual, if I'm going to do anything lodge related, lodge, blue lodge, not grotto or scotch or anything like that, but blue lodge, I never drink beforehand. Like I never have dinner and have a beer with dinner, then go to lodge. Me, I just don't do it. I never. I told myself I was never going to do that. And so the reason you chose a cooling refreshment at lunch is because we were under the impression the rest of the day. I didn't know we that, would not be in a Tyler Lodge. I didn't know the Dwight L. Smith Lodge of Research was going to be a Tyler Lodge that night. And I was wrong. Todd come and got me because I was in the museum looking at all the cool Indiana Masonic history, and he's and I he's like uh and he's putting an apron on. And I'm like, and I give him that wide eyed look, <laughs> and he gives it back. I'm like, is that a Tyler Lodge? He's like, oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> He goes, all the guys around broke me, my own rule. I go, I broke my own rule. He goes, what rule? So I usually never drink before I come do anything lodge-related. I won't study ritual. I won't do anything like that Well, if I drink. So usually I kept me from drinking a lot back in my younger days. I just wouldn't. I'd want to study my ritual, so I'd have a diet Mountain Dew or whatever before I'd do that. Now, afterwards, in the grotto and everything, all, all best for off. We all know about them grotto and Shiner boys. <laughs> all best for off then. But, you know, I guess, this is the first time I've ever been lodged and had alcohol in my system. <laughs> I just is, Todd, And Todd is very adamant about that. Like, he takes that very seriously. So, the whole way in there is I'm putting my apron on. He's already got him. I'm like, it's Tyler Lodge? Dude, you had a drink. He's like, I know. I'm like, it wasn't supposed to be Tyler. And he's like, I know. <laughs> Which, I, I should have known that it was. I, I, did, I guess I, I, wouldn't, I thought I, I was just no going idea. for a presentation. I didn't think yeah. I was going to an actual lodge meeting. Yeah. Which, either way. Yeah, you know, it turned out great anyway, but it was a beautiful pre- presentation that night. But it's like, holy crap, what would damn roll in the Grand Lodge building? What the heck am I doing here? And Todd and I do have petitions, and uh, I think I'm going to join. Yeah, I think I am too. They meet twice a year. Grand Lodge Founders Day. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, which not like we won't in? be making those trips up there now. No kidding. As famous as we're getting. <laughs> Continuing on. No kidding. Uh, the best degree. Yeah. M- my favorite degree. But basically the rules so far now are is, you know, you know, believe in God, treat your neighbors as you wish to be treated, and keep yourself within due bounds. So use the compass. You know, Circumscribe. Circumscribe yourself and everything. Okay. It says, you know, in the state, be a quiet, peaceful subject. You are not to countenance. Disloyalty or rebellion. Treat your government and just your country. Now, I had a friend of mine. He was... Back when, you know, all the politics there was going bad back in the, you know, say the, when Barack Obama was first getting office and everything, and everybody, everything was up in turmoil, everybody was, oh, first black president, which I could care less if the guy's black or not. Is he a good president or not? Don't make, race don't make a difference to me. Oh, they made it about race. Oh, everybody yeah, of course did. they did, but moving on from that, because that's a whole nother podcast sometimes. <laughs> that's a different podcast for a different show. But... Um, he was like, you know, we need to start a revolution. And I quoted to him that, you know, in your, you're an EA charge. You're not the countenance 
disloyalty or rebellion. To be true to your country and just to your government. I think that's how it says. I always get those two backwards. Yeah, true to your government and just to your country. Now, you can support the government without agreeing with it. That can be done. But always be true to your country. That's your homeland, of course, you know. And that's what he says. Okay, well, I, I love my country, but I don't trust my government. Say good enough for me. You seeing something back here? Every time you look over my shoulder, like somebody's coming in here. I'm just all the little ghosts that run around the lodge room. Yeah, I know. All the old members passed away. <laughs> what are the boys doing? But, but uh, you know, patiently submit to legal authority. Conform with cheerfulness to the government of the country in which you live. 100%. 100%. Which, you know, don't get me wrong. No one likes paying your taxes. This country was founded by criminals who didn't want to pay your taxes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you think about it. <laughs> well, but, yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to not pay them and go to right. jail. Yeah, I'm going to go to the bigger hassle if you don't pay them than to pay them. Yeah, it's easier. It's a whole <laughs> lot easier just to pay your taxes. Yeah, which I'm still waiting my W2 show up so I get my taxes back. But, Bro, I spent the whole this whole last year's 1099. Except for the first four months, I was still at the factory, so I'm not looking forward to this. Uh, did you keep anything back? <laughs> uh, yeah, I started learning to keep receipts about September. So there's about four months missing there. Good luck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everybody's comedic laugh for the night right there. Continue. Basically, uh, outward demeanor, be particularly careful to avoid censure and reproach. What censure? These are words that I've never really. I've never actually looked it up. I've just always in, in, interpreted that as uh, just people trying to get you to make bad decisions and, and speak. That's kind of the way I've always understood. I've never actually went into the back of the book and the glossary and looked. Yeah, um, I'm assuming it's just someone trying to get you to do negative things or do negative things that could uh, shed a negative light on the fraternity. It's not even here. I can't believe it. It drives me crazy. I should. Our listeners are like, wow, these idiots. We've listened to these idiots for 11 episodes, and this is what they're giving us? Yeah, our last episode. It's our last episode. <laughs> but basically, do you ever watch West Wing? I never did watch West Wing. I always saw previews. It looked okay. I just never I never checked well, it out. And this is what kind of solidified it for me. I didn't really know what it was. I just knew we were supposed to get censured. Well... It's a it's a term used on there. Um, the president Jeb Bartlett, Mark Sheen's character on there. Uh, he has he got censured for lying to the uh, public about his MS or not telling about he had he had uh, a former MS that really didn't, didn't keep from being president, but he should have disclosed it. If he was still doing his job, did he need to tell it to him? Well, in anything like that, the president's supposed to disclose. Did FDR disclose the polio? A lot of people knew he had it. He's kind of kept a hush hush. Yeah. I mean, I'll say, I don't know. I wasn't born then. I don't know. <laughs> but that's just part of the show and everything. He had censured for that, which basically means he got reprimanded a certain way. I think that's what it means. If anyone makes a comment on this, I am no way an academic. We're not scholars, okay? Yeah, I'm just, we're going through this. We're stuff. comedians. Basically, we're dumb. We're, we're hillbillies from Southern Indiana. Everybody's like, wow, they go from this great episode and doing great things for other people at Founders Day to this. But basically, don't let don't let your, your character be sullied by anything you do. Remember your rules to live by through masonry. That's basically what I was telling you. You know, follow follow God. Treat your neighbors you want to be treated, and you know, don't don't run around drunk making a fool of yourself. You know what I mean? Basically, be a good person. Be a decent person. Be mindful of what's around you and how you're acting. 
I don't think a lot. I don't think there's not nearly enough people in this world who do that. What did uh, what did uh, Darwin Hagedorn say uh, at one of the degrees we went to last year? He said, uh, and I never thought of this. And in, in in 15 years, in 15 years of being a Mason, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it just like this, but. We was at one of that degree wherever Dar- Darwin was at. I don't remember it where was here. Was it it might have been here. It might have been one in. Uh, it might have been the one down. Or I don't remember, but it was uh, when you put that logo on the back of your car, and you know you put that license plate on. Be you know everybody spots you then. Mm-hmm. You put that ring on. You put that hat on. You excuse me. You get that tattoo. Everybody. Who already thinks negative of our organization to begin with yeah. is really going to be watching you. Oh, yeah. So everything you do is scrutinized. Oh, I mean, you're under a microscope. Being a so watch what you say and do. Yeah. I mean, and basically, Masons, like you say, we come from, you know, educated men, men of, you know, men who are gentlemen, men who are scholars, uh, learned men, if you want Top to say that. Top hat. Top of the morning, governor. Them type of people. It's more cognitive, whatever. <laughs> no, you're not a piggy blinder or anything. But, uh, you know, men who are civilized. That's on my list of shows to check out one day. Oh, I've still man. never checked out Peaky. I watched it. It's in there. It's pretty great. But, I apologize for this sound that's been going on in both episodes. I cannot get comfy tonight. And I did not set the cords up good. Continue. You know, and don't let Mason interfere with your necessary vocation. Well, you know, that happens I, to everybody. Which I have let that happen to me in the past. I've, I've passed up good jobs because I wanted to stay active in Lodge. I've uh, stayed at <laughs> crappy jobs because they had good hours. I worked in and stuff like that. I mean, I've done that. I mean, now don't get me wrong. Nowadays, back then I was single, had no responsibilities after myself. Now, if I had to go on a second shift, I had to go on a second shift. I mean, there's... Another way about it, my my job always comes first to because I got, got to support my family, of course. Good thing Jet don't run second shift, huh? Well, they thought about it there for a while. They go, they didn't. So I you mean did. second shift, like literally, like second shift, like two to ten, three to eleven, or you mean like a night shift? Like a because a third shift, shift is easy because right, I mean shift. I love third shifts. Third shift is easy because you know it's like you know. And you you sleep during the day when everybody's at school and work, but yeah, you're second shift that. you're landlocked. Yeah, second shift rough. Trust me, when we were on when we were working three eight hour shifts at Wapaka there for a couple of years, the second shift I begged to go to thirds to get off yeah. second. I worked at a truck company for a number of years, and I worked from two thirty to eleven. Mm-hmm. And I missed a lot of my niece and nephew growing up. Missed a lot of my friends hanging out stuff like that, but. I was getting, you know, and I was going to do school work at second shift. So I'd be up at 5 o'clock in the morning, be at school at 7.30, get out of school at, two, get out of school at 2.30, drive all the way up to Muncie, and work till 11. Good don't old leave, Muncie. Don't leave a whole lot of time left or anything else. <laughs> Ball State. I had a blast at Ball State over the years. Ball <laughs> State University. You know all the uh, the ball brothers who, you know, ball jars were made of Muncie, where Ball State comes from? Nuh-uh. Yeah. The ball brothers basically started Ball, ball, ball State University, Ball University, or Ball College back then, I believe it was. They were all Masons. And they built a gigantic and beautiful lodge, Delaware Lodge, 
up there in Muncie. And now it's empty. No lodges meeting. It got sold. It's, isn't that terrible? That's a crime. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I've drove past it, never been inside of it, but I've seen pictures inside of it. Stained glass window, beautiful architecture, woodworking all over the place. Beautiful, beautiful building, but Muzzy used to be a lot bigger, too. You'd have a couple big factories. Borg Warner was up there, the ball, ball jar factory was up there. Uh, had a couple other big, good sized factories up there, then everything moved out. But, but yeah, Muncie's a, Muncie's a good time. But Ball State was started by the Ball Brothers, or paid for by the Ball Brothers, I guess you want to say. I'll be dang. Yeah. I didn't know that till after I was already done partying there. <laughs> Which, if you ever party at Ball State, <laughs> hold on to your livers. Continue. <laughs> um, yeah, but don't let the don't let Mason interfere with your everyday life. I mean, you should live by the tenants, but don't don't make come to meetings the most important thing in the world. I mean, I missed what all summer. You basically missed all summer from I mean, starting in like April all the way through till like September. Which I have my coach this year. I just I really didn't enjoy it that much. My yeah, <laughs> wasn't that much fun for me. But I, I took, I we got, missed a lot of degrees because you wouldn't. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, here's the bigger for me is uh, uh, neither are you to suffer your zeal for the institution to lead you into arguments with those who, through ignorance, may ridicule it. What does that mean to you? Don't get in shouting matches with people that don't know nothing about the organization and they get you so worked up that stupid things happen. I mean, which I see is on TikTok all the time. I mean, it's if uh, the guys I follow on there, they Brother go, Fluff, Brother Fluff, and uh, Kush Dog, and Mento Memorial, and those guys like that. Kush Dog, I wonder what he's Kush Dog for. I, he don't look like a pothead to me, whatever. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty straight laced guy, but uh, they'll go live on TikTok, and 95% of the comments on their live streams is. Oh, you're all Satan worshippers. You're doing devil work. You need to repent. You need to do this. You need to do that. And none of them have any idea what Freemasonry is. You know, at least 50% of those people doing that, though, are just rousing. Oh, there's trolls. Yeah. They're, yeah. Trying, they're trying to get an argument with what it is. You know, and um, I remember I was watching the uh, podcast. Brother, uh, Brother Fluff was on with the uh, Basonic Improvement. I, the guys are out of Texas anyway. And he was saying, I think, well, who do you, when you do these stitches, you do these, you know, basically reply to, Videos people put out at Freemasonry. Which ones do you choose? I choose one with at least over, uh, you know, have a big, large, large following. Go, why? Is it it gets me in the algorithm. More people see me. <laughs> He's like, I don't go over, you know, a guy who has like ten followers. No, I go to a guy who had ten thousand followers. That's smart business. Exactly. That's that's the way to get out there. So I see that way. Whenever they all see it, I'm in, I'm in their algorithm now. So who's really winning here? Me or them? You know what I mean? So, but yeah, but don't argue as fool. Don't suffer yourself to argue with fools. Somebody who doesn't know what's even going on. Have we had any fools yet so far? I haven't seen any. I, I haven't directly read any comments, to be honest with you. I don't think I've seen. I've read that. I don't know. The one uh, Apple podcast when I sent was from Wes, not Wes, but Brock from At Refreshment. He gave us five stars. Whoa, we got a five star review on Apple? Yeah, we're top of the list, but. 
<laughs> Whoa! I got you. Guys, show me how to look that stuff up. I have no idea. How I, to I, I yeah, I'll have to check it out. I know, like, as far as native comments, I haven't really found any. But really, I don't look. I don't want to look at the comments except for you know our Facebook page. We can get anything native on Facebook. Nothing on Instagram, which I haven't started Instagram page yet for us. But it's all my list of things to do. Yeah, just like my Twitter. <laughs> I'm kidding, right? Uh, but yeah, really nothing negative on that. So I mean, I don't, and I'm not going to argue with anybody over Freemasonry because it's not worth my time. No, I mean, I had a friend. I got a, you know called a friend down in Missouri. He's a one of those churches that use that strip mall or something like that. You know, I mean, it's not a, it's a church nonetheless. But <laughs> his brother, his brother is the preacher there, and he preaches against masonry all the time. And he would tell me how I'm a sinner, I'm going to go to hell and all that stuff. I'm like, well, I'll be in good company. You know, if I am. But I was like, yes, yeah, you have no idea. And I didn't, I already said, listen, you have no idea what Freemasonry even is. What we even do in those buildings. How come doors locked? I said, it's a private meeting, man. It's not for you to see. If you were to see it, you'd be bored as you could be watching it. And watch all the secrets. If you want to know, said, there's no secrets. grab a petition. <laughs> like there's no secrets in it. Yeah, we have modes of recognition to recognize each other. My favorite, my favorite saying of all time come from Ron Wiseman's dad. We're not a secret society. We're just a society that's got a couple of secrets. And I just yeah. love that. I just, I just love that. Look at any any organization. You go Coca Cola. Ask him what the what the formula is for Coca Cola. Are they gonna give it to you? Oh God! I, I hate wish. I hate TikTok. Okay, so I hate TikTok because of the time consumption. Okay. Okay. I avoided. I vo- <laughs> just you know sidebar our show, my show, your show, our show. Whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> so the secret for Coca Cola. I watched a TikTok video. <laughs> Do you? And for anybody out there that thinks I am lying. Hop in your Google machines and check it. Uh, the amount of security and protection for Coca-Cola's recipes and formula. Did you know Snoop Dogg pays a guy like you know fifty thousand or hundred thousand dollars a year to like roll his weed for him and everything? Yeah. Which I'm not a pothead. I've never smoked pot. Neither of you. Uh, well, I mean, you know, like I've never, I've never, but yeah, like, <laughs> but like, I've never touched it. Okay. Like, I but I, <laughs> but I, I know about it and this stuff like, okay. Coca-Cola is paying dudes like $150,000 a year to guard oh, yeah. the vault. And there's armed guards inside the vault. There's armed guards outside the vault. There's a vault somewhere in this country with Coca-Cola's formula and recipe and they're guarding it. Paying dudes like 150k a year to sit there and guard it. 150k. A year yes, I seen a ticker talker. Really? Hmm, I didn't know that much. That's a good job. I hate TikTok. <laughs> I, I downloaded it last year. People kept sending me TikToks, and I didn't view uh, them because I couldn't because I didn't have TikTok. So I finally thing, downloaded only I do, it. Only thing I do on TikTok is Mason. That's all I do. Well, TikTok's like YouTube. Oh, YouTube. the wormhole. Oh, a hole. The wormhole. Anyways, it's a rabbit hole from hell. <laughs> but you know, I I just had to, I just had to throw that out there because you talk about Coca Cola. But you know, even I've heard this: if they're transporting or moving the formula Coca Cola, they'll give half to one guy, half to another guy, and they can't fly or drive in the same car together. I mean, it's it's that secret, but that's the secret that companies have. It's a soda. It's a soft drink. Pepsi but Pepsi tastes just the same. I don't know. It doesn't. But 
I'm saying that is that's your money maker though. That's what that's how they make your living. But the same way with Masons Forever, they wouldn't teach geometry because that was their trade secret. You know what I mean? Hey Todd. Yeah, Jared. Do you know when I first took my entered apprentice degree in October of two thousand seven? Right over there. Do do you know what I thought the letter G stood for when I seen it? Green beans. I do like green beans. <laughs> Pancakes. No, do you know what I thought the letter G stood for? Gravy. The holy deity. It does. Do you know what the letter G actually stands for? Geometry. With Geometry. Stomach, with the stomach of God. <laughs> for those out there that don't know, let me give you a little Masonic education. Here we go. I'm proud of myself. Pat myself on the back. You can't reach that far. I can't. Too much fat. <laughs> What you got? You're looking at something. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, um, how much more you got left to go in the... Uh... No, go ahead. Tell your story. No, go that ahead. was just it. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I was patting myself on the back. I was I was giving a little Masonic education what the letter G stood for. I feel like I contributed now since you made me feel... Since you... Well, since you, you gave me the tools to make myself look stupid with this... Uh, hey, I'll what give you a rope. What censure mean? I'll give you a rope. Just... I hung myself yourself. with it. I didn't pull myself up with it. Uh, define the last the last rule. Oh, oh, always uh, in your leisure hour to uh, converse with well informed brother. Brother, he'll always be willing to give as you are ready, ready to receive. It's not good education. Okay, got that covered. Okay, um, then finally keep sacred and inviolable the mysteries of our order. These are to distinguish you from the rest of the world and the community and of the community and mark your consequence among Masons. And if in your circle travel circle of travels yep. you shall find someone who you think is desirous of being brought to Zoclite or whatever. Here's my favorite part. Be particularly careful not to recommend him unless you were sure that he convinced. will that convinced of his uh He will conform to our rules. Yeah. So don't recommend anybody who you don't think is gonna give a crap about this. I got a good friend of mine. He's he uh, he got messed up in his twenties. He's like sick. He's like forty something now. Got messed up in his twenties. Got a couple con- got a couple felony convictions. Turned his life around. Good guy. He asked me. He said, "Can I be a Mason?" And then I was like, mm-hmm. "I was like, um, I I don't know if there's a rule against it." I was like, "But I can tell you right now that there'll be people higher ups that unfortunately." You know, Here, are gonna kind of. Here's the thing: having a felony does not automatically keep you from becoming a mason. It's what you did to get that felony. Sometimes, if it's man- murder, manslaughter. No, whatever, these are just it's just the stupid ten year DUI. You're like, like ten year like DUI convictions. Yeah. Um, if you go explain that to them right away, hey, here's what I did back in my twenties. I was a foolish kid. I was, you know, blah blah. My life's been. I've been this. Been cleaner, but I've been this way for the last twenty something years. Most guys aren't going to give you hassle about that. Now, there's been I know there's a story of I hear about a guy who was a uh, running Annapolis. He turned a petition in. They get ready to vote on him and everything. They ran out of black balls before got halfway around the room. Because that mean guys knew that he wasn't going to be the guy for his Gilders Lodge. I guess he. That's had, a record. Yeah, he had a record. Yeah, he had been. 
Well, no, I mean, okay he probably a had a record, but, but, like, that was a record. That, yeah. Like, that guy's, you know. I heard the story that the, uh, the guy said, was, hey, there's no more black balls in here. <laughs> you know? Wow. And there's not that many in there to begin with because it only takes one, but. Is that ours or that stars? This one's ours. No. I think. <laughs> you got the ballot box out. I see one, two, three, four, five. I see five black cubes. Yeah, that's all you need. It only takes one to vote you out anyway. That's some good acoustics for the mic tonight. Yeah, that's everybody's going to love hearing that. First negative comment. Well, that's one of them marbles. <laughs> there you go. That sounds to the hourglass. Sands. Sands are lives. But this has been an awful episode. I really should have practiced before we started. Yeah, next time we're going to do something, make sure we know the definitions for words. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. It's comedy, bro. Yeah, it's, it's comedy. But like like we always said, we're not academics. No. We're not philosophers or nothing like that. We're just Southern Indiana Masons. We like to talk about Freemasonry. If we don't understand it, eh, we'll figure it out. I got those, you know those old encyclopedias? Yeah. Those uh, two volumes of dollars on there. I got some there, hundred years old. That I got from a, a widow. She gave she gave to the lodge. The lodge gave to me. And they are absolutely the best information. And all that stuff with the points in the circle I've been studying, been getting off that. Absolutely awesome, awesome uh, way of looking at stuff. So I have been. Uh, you've been busy. What you been? Yeah, I told you I printed off a tree. <laughs> I've got a few things in here from you know when we first started recording. I haven't touched yet. Uh, I always like to print something off. Just if we ever get stuck, I got something to go off of. Or, All right. Well, in closing real quick on this. Okay. Let's just, just close this out. Okay. Basically, Mason's, basically EA, you're charged to, uh, you know, believe in God and, and, you know, make him the top of your belief structure. If you want to say it that way. Because, uh, treat your neighbor as you wish to be treated on a level. Keep your faculties above you. You know, always keep your wits among you. Keep your mind clear. You know, hundred uh, percent. Be be peaceful in the state. Be true to your government, just your country. Uh, what else was there? Uh, don't argue with idiots. Don't uh, avoid all censure and reproach. They like, don't be you know guilty of a dishonest act. Basically, avoid all idiots. <laughs> avoid all idiots. Uh, look to your elder. Uh, Masons for education. If you want to, if you want to learn more about it, ask them. They'll be willing to give you all the all the information you need about masonry. And use good judgment on who you're going to bring into the fraternity with they, you. They keep sacred the mysteries of the order. So, so we might come back this one day when I get it figured out. For no. <laughs> you did, you did, you did fine. You're your own worst critic on this I, show. Oh, I know. I just can't stand it. Uh, mm. I have been uh, shout out. There, there is, there is no shortage of. Of good Masonic education websites with little articles that I print out there. I always like using Masonic World. There's uh, there's a hundred different websites out there. Uh, Masonic education committees. There's the QSA members forum. Uh, if you can't find Masonic education now, there's something wrong with you because there's everything out there. So I I got a little something. I I found this article tonight when I was. You know, printing stuff off, and like I said, 
I print stuff off ever so often because it's always good to have something here in case we get stuck and me and Todd are like, damn, what do we do? Fill time. So, so I got a little something for you here. This article comes to us from June of 2016 by brother Vincent Lombardo. Not Vince Lombardi. Lombardo. Vincent Lombardo. I don't know where he's from. I've seen his name on this website a lot. Uh, he's involved with he's some Italian Masons, maybe. There's a little bit of an Italian hey, connection. I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that TikTok. <laughs> Okay, what are the duties of a mason to his lodge? You got anything? You're going to tell me. Go ahead. Okay. I just, I don't know why this stuck out. It, it lists like five responsibilities. Well, his first duty is to pay his dues every year and on time because the lodge needs them to pay for the financial obligations of his lodge and all the stuff that incurs in order for a lodge to be a lodge. Rent. District fees, regalia, printing, postage, grain lodge fees, and etc. The second thing, the second duty of a mason to his lodge is attendance to meetings. It says here, this obligation is clearly spelled out in the promise the member makes at the altar where he is initiated, passed, and raised. No one as far as this writer knows, was ever forced to join a lodge of Masons at gunpoint, but did so of his own free will and accord, begging on his knees to be granted privilege to become a member and a Mason. Every privilege is accompanied by certain duties, which as a good and upright man, the member cannot disregard or choose to neglect. Of course, there are exceptions and circumstances by which the member is just relieved from these duties, uh, in the case of financial distress, the lodge and the members will support the distressed brother gladly. The third duty, it says, that a mason to his lodge is participation in the works of the lodge, serving as an officer, as the chair or member of a committee, or participating in rituals when skills and time allow to do so. There is absolutely nothing wrong for a member to justifiably recuse himself from this participation and just sit in his lodge as a spectator, for such attentiveness will lead to learning and perhaps one day participation. You with me so far? Mm -hmm. You zoning out on me? No, I'm good. Okay. The fourth duty is to improve the quality of his lodge, and this is why this stuck out to me. The fourth duty is to improve the quality of a lodge and its activities. This requires of the member to pay attention to what is done by the lodge in any of its endeavors to assess its efficacy and to come forward with any suggestion he believes will improve this so other members may consider it and found useful, adopt it. What have me and you been trying to do? I guess we'll circle back to that. Let me, let, let me finish with the last responsibility. The fifth, the, fifth, oh, <laughs> the fifth duty is responsibility. As a frame of mind in the discharge of all the duties described above, a mental attitude guiding all of our thoughts and actions better and thoroughly defined in another work written by Italian brother Francesco Angioni in his paper called Masonic Responsibility, which uh, apparently has been a highly downloaded Masonic uh, essay, which it's received hundreds of thousands of downloads. 
Uh, a member's participation in the works of Lodge is not to be equated to an optional occasional visit to a social club or a coffee shop. The monthly summons is not just an information flyer sent by the Lodge to its members. It is a summons, a command, an order to attend. If all the above does not fit your lifestyle, your ambitions, or your desire to learn to improve yourself spiritually, then why bother, brother? Don't ask to become a member a Freemason, and if you already are one, why not just ask your demit and save yourself the money? I don't know why this whole... It's kind of a harsh way of saying it. Well, yeah, that, it ended kind of like a wow, geez. Well, I mean, but I, I, I don't know why this just stuck out to me, but I, I was just I was on the hunt for Masonic Education Night, and this article, the title just grabbed me. It said, what are the duties of a Mason to his lodge? And as I got in there... Uh, the fourth one's the only one that really stuck out to me, and that was to improve the quality of the lodge. And as we know, uh, you know, we I, I had to uh, go back and clarify our fourth episode about traveling and, and, and stuff like that because of how upset I was about election night. Right, yeah. And I was upset about election night because all the things I was doing was to try to improve the quality of the lodge. Some ways you improve the quality is by getting a fresh shot of adrenaline fresh young new blood in the lodge right and when things didn't go the way i thought they should go that's you know i was like wow i failed an entire year no you didn't fail at all no but that's you know we're and we're past yeah, I mean, that now but like yeah we, we've been doing nothing but try to change the culture here and what's funny is a lot of the masons that you and i talked to the from the other two lodges in dubois county from the line lodge in jasper and 520 dubois and Huntingburg, right uh a lot of the younger guys are all trying to do the same. The older generation is, unfortunately, some of them are laying down their working tools. Some of them are getting... It's up to a fresh shot of adrenaline, it a is. fresh shot of young blood. And I don't know. I'm stuck. Well, Take I mean, it over. You got to look at it this way. I mean, what's going to cause a guy to get off his couch... In front of the TV, he's got 5,000 channels and all the streaming services and everything. And if it's wintertime, he's warm and cozy in his footy pajamas. Exactly. What's going to cause a guy to want to come lodge? See, I thought this was was master years ago. You've talked about this forever. You know, first thing is, you know, guys going to come for a good meal. We need more fellowship, Todd. That's what you keep driving at. Let me keep going. Okay. All right. But first of all, you guys going to need a good meal. Okay, fine. I'll start cooking. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> We're having pork butts next time. All right, good enough. Okay. Just pork butts, no, no sides or anything. <laughs> Maybe some coleslaw and baked beans. There you go. But, you know, this, this is what, here's what we started doing. When I was junior warden, I started cooking a meal for every lodge meeting. We always had it for a degree work. Technically, it's rumored that the junior warden in every lodge in this no, country. it's not rumored. It's, you know, fact. Mm. I mean, you know how many times I've cooked in the last year None. for this lodge? None. None. But you're the one who is responsible for calling for labor to refreshment, so you're in charge of refreshment also. Because you're supposed to keep it from temperance in excess. Yep, that's me. So you get one plate, boys. <laughs> but um, you have a good meal for a lodge. It kind of brings it. Like I was watching a podcast they come in here, Traveling Man Podcast, and they had a guy from Art Science Lodge over in Ohio. He said, Lodge doesn't begin when the gavel strikes and the Bible opens. Lodge begins when you walk in the door and lodge. As soon as that door's unlocked. Yeah. When you walk in there, the lodge is, lodge is started. That's when your fellowships are. That's what it's all about anyway. Fellowship, be with your brothers. So you have a, you know, you have a good meal. 
then you know everybody got a full belly everybody's in a good mood then they come in here well in here what's the what's the first thing they ask you why do you come here or you know you know when you when, they, when you knock on the door become an enterprise what what who comes say? here you say in uh a poor blind candidate whose desires are being brought from darkness to light before receiving parts of the rights like you know let's do the you know we're going to crossfires like uh what do you come here to do to learn to subdue my passions and improve, and improve myself, myself in masonry. masonry. Now, how many times have you left this building thinking I have improved myself in masonry in the last year? You want me to be completely honest? Yeah. Leaving this building? Yeah. No matter what I did, not once. Leaving Founders Day? Yes. Yes, I did. Because yes. I used our platform. We used our platform to help those young organizations yeah. that are part of masonry the rainbow so, girls the dmla and joke's daughters so what would what would help you improve yourself in masonry being here in the state of being if i could get more people in this lodge and we'd we'd have we'd have more older members that would start coming back more and more okay what's, and then what's going to bring them out though besides a warm meal which that's going to be the kicker. A changing of the guard, fresh shot of blood. Well, that, or it could be new actual, ideas. Actual Masonic education in here. Instead of talking for a rusty nail degree. Well, that, instead of talking about the bills for 25 minutes, reading the minutes, and paying the bills, and then having to talk about communications for 35 minutes and tell stories about that, like we always do. Sit down and sit down and have a debate over, okay, let's talk about the 24 inch gauge. Why is this so important, Masonry? Podcasts. Yeah, I'm listening. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah, I, yeah. We're doing this because we talked about it, and I had the equipment because I do another podcast. Right. When it comes to listening to podcasts, yeah. Pro wrestling's my first one. I listen to a bunch of them, mm -hmm. and then it's uh, true crime, mm -hmm. and then it's Masonic podcast. Right. And I listen to a bunch of Masonic podcasts. My my three ones that I that I binge the most. Uh, the Traveling Man, first three, three knocks, knocks, and then the, the Masonic Ring. Mm -hmm. And then it's at refreshment, and then usually, you know, I can do the winding stairs and whatnot. One of, the, okay. one of those, uh, I don't remember which one it was. Uh, it might have been one of the two Ohio Lodges. It might have been the Masonic Ring, or it might have been the Traveling Man. One of those lo Ohio Lodges. They did a change in their bylaws, and they talked to Grand Lodge of Indiana. They put their minutes online now. Mm -hmm. They don't even they don't even read their minutes. They the the older gentlemen in the lodge, the, the older brothers who don't have access to it, they still bring a copy at every meeting in case they want. They don't even do it because yeah. they've opened the floor up for so much more uh, miscellaneous business and right. fellowship and the biggest one, Masonic education. Right. So they take the whole meetings of the previous minutes out of their monthly no, state of meeting. Which, in all reality, our, our minutes aren't that long. No. It ain't like, uh, I don't know, uh, Chris Hodap, he was talking one time when he, he uh, first joined the Nice Templar, uh, Prather, uh, down there in the, the yeah, Order of Nice Templar, Prather, Commander Number 1 or something like that. They took, four, uh, I think it was 25 minutes to read all the minutes because it was like everything anyone said the entire meeting was written down. I mean, it was that's a dedicated secretary. Yeah, and that's just how it's always done. And he's not paid for that job either. Yeah, they are. Secretary's paid. They get a stipend. Most of them don't take it, but they are given something. And treasure. But anyways, I digress. 
they made a motion. Him and Jim Dillman, those are both the first men. They got up and made a motion. I make a motion. We never read those minutes again. We print them out and have them available for everybody to okay. Because that's just time wasted. Right there. And, and read the minutes. Everybody knows. Everybody basically knows what happens. If they have to refer to them, we refer to them. But everybody knows what happens meeting to meeting. Same thing. So why read them? But, I mean, as far as, you know, in our communications, I'm not saying we're doing anything wrong with it, but it just seems like it takes so long to get through, through bills and communication. Because usually our meeting is so early in the month that the bills haven't even come in yet. So we got to say, well, how are we going to do this? Well, same way we did it last month. We're going to, when the bills come in, we're going to pull out a warrant and uh, Treasurer's going to pay them and give the receipt to the Secretary. Okay? I mean, it's how it's always going to be. You know, it's actually supposed to be, I forget, somebody's got to draw a warrant, blah, blah. But it's the, way, it's the way it is. But I think that lodges, this lodge especially, needs to have more as far as lodge education. Because a lot of guys like you, look at you. Look at me. Go being young it. and everything, is you were out for a while. You don't remember a lot of this stuff. I was out for eight years. I mean, you went through some of the chairs and everything, but I guarantee you, you didn't see a member who demitted from another lodge immediately came into our lodge. We voted him in one month. You can't do that. Has to be an investigation. It had to be through. Had to be a month. That so happened at your lodge. Yeah, we had the deputy grand master come in our lodge and tell us you can't do that. <laughs> no. He demitted from one one month, and the very next month he was a member of yours. Yeah, we voted him in next. Yeah, month. see, that's a that's a no no. Yeah, According we, to Indiana Grand Lodge, that's a no-no. We didn't know that but <laughs> at the time, but yeah, I mean stuff like that. I mean stuff in that blue book. If you if you ever do ascend to the Oriental chair over there, the Oriental chair. Well, yeah, it's Oriented in the East. Oh well. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I like the way you ordered that. You, you never heard that before? No. Yeah, that's the. It's nicknamed the Oriental chair. Anyways, if you ever do get there, get the blue book and read through it. I'm going to sit in the north next year. Look. That's my chair. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, actually, you should read through the blue book before you begin, even before you get your past master's degree and learn all the little small things you should know. Because I didn't do it. I mean, I went through I went through the chair. I went from the, what, senior steward, senior deacon, junior warden, master. I did, before I, before I went to night shift, I did uh, – I did junior deacon twice. I did senior deacon. Uh, I did uh, both stewards. Um, and then when it was time for me to go to the south, that's when, you know. Um, you went to second shift. Yeah, I went to night shift. So, mm -hmm. so like I said, I should have been a past master three times over. I just I lost eight years of my Masonic career. You probably been eight year past master. It just <laughs> <laughs> no, it just it just bugs me that everybody. It just bugs me because I feel like at least one person, if I feel like one person has ever looked at me and like you know you you talk about this, you do the podcast, you've been in that long. How come there's no PM behind your name? And I'm like, because I I, I chose I chose a better job to take care of. Yeah. myself and my family so it you know and that's respectable my yeah yeah i mean you know not everybody i got lucky i had a good i had a good decent paying job a good pay but these paying job was great hours in the town i lived you in. were able to travel and i was able and to you lived in that area that that hour drive or whatever to indianapolis where you could go five nights a week and see degrees no, because in indianapolis well i just had to go to either howard county hamilton county or tipton county 
But still, that whole yeah. hour, that whole within can, an hour distance of Indianapolis, oh yeah, easily. five nights a week, there's degrees going on. Oh, yeah. I'm I sure see I Michael Pettigrew's that. email every week, just like you. There's there's yeah. degrees every night of the week. Yeah, I could have went anywhere. I could have went to Clinton County, the you know, little lodges over there. I mean, I've been there several times, but, you know, I had the one that I usually went to that I always knew there, I was having a good time at, and everybody knew me. They knew what I could do. You know, do that. But I'm just saying, back to what we we're talking about, as far as changing the culture here, the 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 age of this lodge is very pretty old. Our young guys aren't coming back for some reason. Well, why? Why aren't they coming? I mean, are we not exciting enough for them? I mean, and see, that's something that uh, that's something that's been talked about. Uh, talking. Uh, we, me and you were at Newton Stewart for a degree back in the fall, or it might have been the spring, wherever, whenever we went. We yeah. mean you've been there a few times. One of the guys say, "We just can't get any new petitions." And I said, "Well, I said we get a few down in Dubois County." And he said, "Yeah, but they're always going to the two bigger lodges. Why don't they come to the little lodge?" I'm like, "I was like, it ain't for nothing." I was like, "We've got, I mean, we've we've got a great group of guys here that they're all." You know, I mean, uh, Skinner. I mean, yeah. my, you know, Skinner. I've, I've known Skinner since I've been knee-high to a grasshopper. I've known Philip Atkins 15 years now. You know, every single one of these chairs over 15 years, I've seen a lot of guys disappear out of as they've yeah. laid down their working tools. But also, you know. I don't much, know why. But because guys aren't being stimulated when they get here. They hear the same old board meeting over and over. Well, what are they doing different the other two? I have no idea. I reckon I haven't been there meetings yet. I'm sure Line Lodge had Jackie Ash does something does some kind of education. Jackie Ash tells everybody what time they will be there and what they will be wearing, and buddy, they show up. Shout out our grand lecturer, <laughs> Dubois County's but, own I mean, Jackie Ash. We have to figure that out. My lodge was you know, community involvement. We started doing the information booths, give away water, give away information. Like I always said, if people don't know your lodge is here, how are they ever going to knock on the door and want to come in? Mother son dance. Mother son dance. Trunk or treat. See? Movie night. There you go. Fish we, fry. But we gotta get these guys to help us out because we can't do it all by ourselves. Cheddar, broccoli soup dinner. We do chili supper, stuff like that. Potato soup dinner. What I think fishing tournament. Yeah, that's the idea. That was my idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what we need to do here most lodges most lodges are in the same situation we are across state. I'm gonna say, and, and again, I want to preface this because, um, you know, before I put my foot in my mouth and it sounded like belly aching, and then I had to take a look, good long look, and, good long hard look in the mirror, oh, and realize man. that maybe that's Why how it was coming off. Uh, this isn't as complaining. This is this is going back to what Todd was talking about at the end of the last episode. We've lost forty thousand Masons in almost uh, eighteen years. What's happened then? Eighteen years, the state lost almost forty thousand Masons. Well, we, you got to figure at least half of those have laid down their working tools, uh, but, but besides not quite, that, not even quite, quite half. Usually, it's about a thousand a year. So, what's happened in eighteen years that forty thousand has just dropped off membership numbers, according to Grand Lodge of Indiana? People aren't getting what they want. Guys who come here, they join and then they just get, they drop drop out for non-payment of dues because they're not getting what they want when they're here. I mean, if, I'm, I'm sure if you were to ask uh, any uh, Skinner's grandson. Mm-hmm. He just came in here not too long ago. He's getting married. Well, well, he come back to lodge. He's an EMT. He's working all the time. Okay, then the days off. Why could we not visit I, lodge? We'll see. I don't know. You know, I mean, 
How, we, I'm sure he's not working every Wednesday. But he's got better things to do. He's young, and and I get it. Hey, when I, when I went to work, when I got off a night shift in 2016, when I got off a night shift and I went to day shift in 2016, after four or five years, I could went to meetings. I mean, I was working in Tell City. They're an hour behind us. Yeah. So when I get off at 530, it's really 630. But on the days off that they had the monthly meeting, you know, I could have come up and I didn't. Yeah. But basically, what kept me coming back more than anything was I was in there talking to the guys about masonry. I was, I, I was interested. I, we started, I wanted to make this lodge because my lodge started out like this one. Past matters in line. The matcher who raised me was uh, probably, like he'd been in that chair for three years. I mean, there was a guy coming up. And then you did it for four years. Yeah, well, when I got done, there's no past matters in line except for me. And the treasurer. So that's why I did it four years. Because I knew what was coming. I could see it building up. And now they got, you know, the guy does master two years in a row because he wants to. He actually said, I want to do this two years in a row. It's not because he has to anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also, a lot of it is mentorship. We get these young guys in here. And, you know, like uh, Gary really talked about, we don't have to teach the, the ritual anymore to them. That's not, no longer a requirement to pass on to the second degree, to the next degree. You don't have to learn the crossfire. Do you know that? I mean, I, I mean, that's how I learn. I would like for a guy to learn that. But even um, I read what we're talking about George Washington. In his day, you didn't have to memorize nothing. You had to have an understanding of what the degree was. And what they usually do, and this may be true, may not be true. I don't know how true it is. But after the lodge meeting, or even a couple of nights after previous to the next degree, they would sit down at a table and explain to him, okay, here's why we did this. Here's, why, here's, what, here's what this means. And until he understood exactly why, what everything did, why he worked this way, why everything was good this way, that was, that's how they passed him on the next degree. When they were ready to move on, they moved him on. Now, we teach in the second, third lecture basically why we go around the room, you know, why we do this, what the symbolism of thing. How many of those guys actually think you remember all that stuff? I didn't. I the, didn't. The second, third lecture, I don't, I didn't remember any of it. I just remember, wow, that's a lot of words. Because we, it's like at, watching a funeral degree. Wow, that's lousy. Yeah. My grandpa's. We're my, in an ADD world, man. No one can sit there and pay attention for that long. My grandpa's funeral. So my dad's a Mason, my uncle's a Mason, and my cousin I talk about is taking his first degree, but he's never found time to do a second degree. Da, 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 da. So, yeah. you know, a month before I met you, my grandpa's funeral, I'm. <laughs> You know, I just, I know they're doing a Masonic service and something just clicked that, that night. It's like, hey, I want to be a part of this. So I go in and I talk to Philip. I think I had messaged you first mm. thinking it was Philip. Yeah. And then I, I talked to him and then uh, that was the first time I've ever met Ron Abel. Never met Ron Abel in my life. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, who are you? And I, he's like, oh, he goes, I'm sorry about your granddad. And I'm like, well, I like to participate in his Masonic services tonight. And I was like, I'll just stand in the back and Ron Abel. To this day, I will love and respect Ron Abel for this. Ron goes, oh, no, we can't have you do that, young man. He said, this is your grandfather. He said, I need you to be senior deacon. I was like, well, your senior deacons. He's like, yeah, our senior deacon's not here tonight, which was you. 
Yeah. He's like, uh, we got a replacement. He goes, but uh, I'm going to tell him his services aren't needed. He, Ron goes, I'm going to need you to be senior deacon. He said, can you help me out, brother? Well, so he was, make, he was going to make sure I did it. Was it Holy Column or something like that? Something like that. I forget. Uh, I, I, went out, I went out there, displayed the three great lights and everything, and I'll never forget. Uh, my my uncle's youngest boy of his three boys, his oldest one's the one that's entered apprentice. His, they're all three Marines. His youngest boy, my cousin, he's a year younger than me, Mitchell. When uh, the Masonic degree was over at the funeral home uh, Thursday, that Thursday night, we go in there and take our gloves off. I go out and smoke a cigarette. Out comes my cousin, and we're all standing out there, my dad and my uncle. And he goes, I kept looking around the room. He said, who is that guy? That's Philip Atkins. He says, he related to us. I said, no, he spells his name the wrong way. He spells it with a D instead of a T. <laughs> yeah, but, spelled it yeah but he 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 looked at my dad. He looked Mitchell looked my dad square in the eye and goes, I couldn't find the teleprompter he was reading that off of for that funeral degree. And and my dad laughed and I laughed too. And Mitch goes, What's funny? I'm like, Mitch, he wasn't reading that off a teleprompter. Well, there ain't no way he had that memorized. He was speaking for 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes, is that what you guys do? I said, some of us. Some of us do. It's like um, one of our members passed away up north, and uh, he was a uh, he's in every you know uh, organization in town, the Moose, the Elks, the Masons. He's on the fire, the fire department for a while, too, and everything. So they all had their service for it, and and the uh, I remember the I think it was the Elks, yeah, the Elks did one, and they read theirs right. They did it before. Mason's always gone last because we're like showmen, I guess. <laughs> but we're always the last ones. Well, they read theirs rather rather pamphlet. Yeah, walked up to the they did, they marched and everything. All of them had their little jewels on there. They their blue blazers and everything, which is all you know fine dandy. Then he reached into his pocket, pulled out a pamphlet. And sit there and read in the worst reading I've ever seen anyone. Doesn't ever. even look up, make eye contact, give a pro- pregnant pause or anything. Just Nothing. verbatim, Nothing. word for word, never looks up. Wow. He's right down through it. Wow. We get up there and John Walls, past Grand High Priest, does beautiful funeral funeral. Like, had a deep, slow voice, just and was just like he did the whole thing. Never missed a word. It did absolutely letter perfect because I was following along in the in the just in case he got stuck. You know, have a guy there reading it with him. I was kind of two rows behind him, and never even bad, never even got close to messing up. Had all the right pauses in there, where everything kind of you let everybody kind of absorb it in to keep yeah. going and everything. And I didn't. That's why Philip does such a good job at everything he does. I'd never had to prompt him once, and everybody's like, "Look at me, he's stuck." No, he isn't. Just wait, he's okay. And we get down to the end, and the Elks guy comes me, goes, "Did he memorize all that?" I said, "Yeah." I said, how many words is that? I said, I don't know, but it's a lot of them. And he goes, have you memorized that? I said, no, but he said, do you guys read any any of your rituals? I said, not like Just one more learning it. Just one more learning it. And he goes, I don't think I could ever do that. I said, you'd be surprised what you do. You put your mind to it. And he's a young guy. I think he was a couple years older than me in high school and everything. I said, you'd be really surprised. Y'all come check us out. He never did, but whatever. But so I think, I mean, people say, oh, we, I didn't join Lodge to be a ritualist. Okay, well, that's fine. What did you join for? You know, I mean, did you join because you thought we had cheap beer up here or something like that? Because I get asked that. I got asked that all the time from my friends. How much is the beer at Lodge? Well, we don't serve beer at Lodge. <laughs> Why not? It's like, because there's more to it than 
alcohol, fellas. <laughs> I hate to tell you that, but there is. That just that always makes me think of a thing. Well, I want to be a Shriner. Well, you got to join Lodgeport. No, I'm going to skip that. I don't want to do that. I want to drive the car. Now yeah. I don't want. I don't care about this red lodge or pink lodge or blue lodge or whatever you call it. Yeah. I just want to be a Shriner. Well, it don't work that way. Yeah, it don't work that way. I mean, I've had you know I got an argument with my cousin one time because when he was playing for an independent uh, minor league baseball team. They went to a Shriner's Hospital in St. Louis and, you know, play with the kids and blah, 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 that stuff. He goes, you know, that's Shriner, that's a good organization. I said, I said, do you know that every Shriner's a Mason? No, that ain't true. I'm like, yeah, it is. No, no, no. How, how could that be, how could be that many Masons in the world? I said, there's more Masons than there are Shriners. No, 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 no. You're not right at all. <laughs> so I don't, that don't sound right. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then later on he found out, yeah, that's true. So, but it's, but again, you know, where are we going with this again? Just we're just we're, talking. We're complaining about lodge. We're not complaining about lodge. Yeah, we're don't saying, say complaining. I don't want. I don't want but, to put that mixed message out again. I did a bad job on our fourth like, episode. John McEwen, he's interested. But he's on second shift. You know, working his job and everything for about another what six months, probably. And then he'll finally come back. So we have to, there's no young guy in there. But when when you leave here, you should be somewhat inspired by what you learned. Or be excited about what you learn. That's why I always try to do something about logic. This the next month I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the projector out, hook my phone to it, and say, listen, if y'all want logic, if y'all want to learn more about masonry and you're interested in everything, there is so much available on this little stupid idiot box I got in my hand. You know, hook up I'm gonna hook up to the projector and I'm gonna go, here's Chris Hodas blog, here's uh, Midnight Freemasonry. Here's all the books. Here's I've me and Jared's podcast, and then and then exactly. that'll be followed in the lodge room by this. <laughs> <laughs> my butt, my fingers stuck because that's what they keep. That's what they're going to keep doing. Right out of the lodge room, laugh us right out. No, hell no. Okay. But then you go. Here's the podcast. You got Traveling Man. You got Old Joe Rogan. That other Masonic podcast. What is one me and Jared? Hey, look, that's me and you. Yeah. Masonic Improvement. Uh, beat Acting Part. Take it too far. <laughs> At, refresh, At refreshment. The widened stairs. I mean, you got all these. They, they all are about basic lodge education. You know, Masonic education. Todd and I are the only ones in the state of Indiana. The more I of. keep saying that, <laughs> the more I keep saying that, somebody's be like, we can do better than them. Oh, I'm sure. So. And then somebody's going to come steal our thunder. Oh, they're going to come with actually production. Yeah. <laughs> actually knowledge. We have crappy production because our, our producer... Who's, whoever is the executive producer of this show is not very good at his job. Well, the concrete screwed, screwed up on this one. Know that. <laughs> okay, so. But how long have we been going on this one? This one's an hour and 18 minutes. Yeah, I'll delete all of it. <laughs> no, can't do that. It's comedic relief. But like I'm saying, if I mean, it's a brainstorm. Yeah, we, can, we can do the, the trunk or treat, the movie nights, the get involved in the community, get people to come in that way. What's going to keep them here once we get them in the door? Continuation. We have to continue putting ourselves out and showing what we're about. You, you gotta make sure it's fun. It can't be a chore to do it. That's for damn sure. But I mean, but as far as like state of meetings, what's the, what's gonna keep a guy coming to a state of meeting? Not knowing what's gonna happen at the next one. If we do something fun, we have a good presentation. He's like, man, I learned something. Exactly. Lodge Masonic education. Lodge education. Um, I know I I could probably do a presentation on this, the floor work, what the senior deacon has to do during floor work, the correct way of doing it, how you hold the, the rod or staff, whatever you want to call it, 
you know, what the proper way to hold it. I mean, we could do stuff like that, which all these guys know this. I mean, all the guys in here know it, but the new engineer apprentice, their new master base doesn't know it. Maybe he should. I mean, stuff like that. Uh, you know, why, I, I, I found this out. I mean, I didn't find it, but I heard about it. Like, is it a rule that the master chair has to be on top of the three steps? No. It could be anywhere. It could be anywhere as long as it's in coordinate above. If as long as it's in the east, right? I would. I would assume it does not have to be on the three stairs. No, it could be flat on the floor for anyone cares. As long as it's in the east. Now, traditionally, it's always been on three steps. But I mean, but that's what I'm saying. We, you know, especially you, I do too. You go through your blue book and learn some of these rules. Learn what's in there. Learn what's not in there. See, in my old life, we had lights above every, every chair, little cane lights above every chair. And the control of it was right behind the chair. So you dim it, turn it on, and everything. I always wanted to do a degree almost complete darkness, except for three, the three uh, uh, lesser lights. That's the only lights I want to have on the entire room until you got to in front of one of the, the chairs, and then you turn those lights on. So everything else is dark in the room except for the three lesser lights and then when you go talk to the junior warden that light comes on he stands up he that's actually down, light comes off that's actually a pretty cool vision. i always wanted to do that but everybody's like oh well the, the audience is only the candidate so we don't need to put on a show i'm like yeah okay great i get i understand that but how impressive would that have been that's actually you know a really I mean? cool idea <laughs> i always tried to get like, hey let's try this one time or, hey, let's have a lantern degree one night, or have a lantern meeting where everyone shows up with a lantern of some type, and that's the only light we have in there, except for the three lesser lights. Because, you know, and I've argued with this with many, many, uh, you know, grand line officer lectures and lots of instruction guys. The only light that has to be on in, in this room that has to be on at, during the stage meeting. The altar lights. Or three lesser lights. The altar light that has to be on. The G doesn't have to be on. No lights can be on in this room except for those three. I was at a uh, ma uh, warden's, master of wardens meeting one time down at uh, Broadway, or not Broadway, mm -hmm. Speedway Lodge. And everybody's arguing, oh, well, you got to light the G up. So some lodges, G don't light up. We got to have altar light on. Some lodges, don't, the old lodges didn't have altars, didn't have altar lights. Think about it, back in the day, even for electricity, how many lodges had a light above the altar? Zero. I'm thinking about that lantern thing. I mean, would be a, be kind of neat to do it sometime. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> where everyone brings a lantern or something, or they make one out of a tin can and a tea light or something like that, and or candlelight degree or candlelight yeah. meeting. Just something fun. See, I down to the Dwight down to lodge of research near there. Do you know all the all the officers had a candle in front of them too? Yeah, yeah. I meant to ask why, but I never. I know why they got the candles by the altar and everything, three other lights and all. But why did all the the three main officers have a candle? I don't know. I meant to ask Dave Hoss that, but he ran out of the room before I could hold of him. So, I, so that'd be that's just because I figure it's a light of you know knowledge, or whatever, but. How come? I mean, I understand having the light there, but why? Why up there stations? It's a good. I, I don't know. It it was a it was a unique visual to yeah, see that was. at Founders Day. 
that was very deep that day, but but we got to think of ways to keep guys coming to state meetings. Is it lodge education? Is it having fun after, before, and after the meeting? Because most guys, when that meeting's done, they're ready to go home, which I don't get. I don't blame them. It's, it's late. It's dark. Most of them can't see at night anyway. I get it. I mean, when I was, uh, before I had kids, see, I want to stay at lodge all night and play cards and hang around my buddies. But now I got kids, I get home and put them to bed, man. <laughs> if we could play cards all night, a lot of people would stay a lot longer. Still, we could. It doesn't matter. But at the same time, like, how long do we really need to be here? <laughs> all right. Well, let's put a bow on it. This has been a cluster of a podcast. This today. maybe this will be. Well, I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna title this one uh, Masonic Education, or maybe maybe this will be Masonic Mix Number Two. Yeah, well I be. mean, uh, so as far as what's coming down the pipe in the future here for that other Masonic podcast, Todd and I are getting together. Uh, you're not going to hear this episode, or you'll hear this episode after you've heard the last one. Course. Uh, but th- of course, obviously. Uh, but uh, coming up this weekend, Todd and I are going to get together. Uh, we're going to get together during the afternoon on Saturday, God willing, and we're going to. I'm going to try to get hold of somebody from uh, either. Uh, I'd like to do an interview. Uh, I might get a hold of either Wes, uh, Wes or Marty, maybe. Or um, I like to have Tyler on here, Tyler Whitaker talk about his presentation well uh, or what else uh i'm gonna try to reach out to hopefully the widow's sons uh i'm gonna look at some more masonic education stuff todd and i are gonna kick some ideas it is uh hey, work on day of the week <laughs> day of the week while you're hearing this it's a tuesday night of course you we know worked all day yeah so we, I worked all day. we, we we've got time till our marathon session on saturday so i'm going to try to put some stuff together and see and and you know honestly guys uh we want some feedback from some of you guys on, on what stuff you'd like to hear us cover what things you would <coughs> excuse me want to hear us talk about here on that other masonic podcast and yeah. we can definitely work it into the rotation we're always looking for content we're always looking for ideas you know, we're not scholars by any stretch of the imagination. I think we pretty much proved that tonight. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we this will episode. Do some re- we will do some research on it if it's something we don't know a whole lot about and give the best explanation we can. I'll still research and not do a good explanation. Probably me too, so I feel bad. Now, you asked me about WrestleMania 17, April 1st, 2001, 67,925 fans, Houston Astrodome, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock, main event. Chris Jericho versus William Regal for the Intercontinental title opened the show, I do believe. So I can tell you that. Curtain jerkers, huh? Curtain jerkers. <laughs> I can tell you that stuff. I can't remember that far back. I remember 13. That's one of my You're just looking at me like you're such a nerd. No, I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I like wrestling too, but I don't you know, get that far into it. You know it. what my dad told me? He said, if you applied anything in life the <laughs> way you do professional wrestling, dad goes, you could run this country. Probably. The irony being, when I was three years old, he was yeah, the one that he, yeah he was the one that started and and he he always gives the answer. He goes, "I never thought I'd take over your life." You know the crazy part about it? What I remember watching the NWA back in the day with my dad, mm-hmm. and I saw one of the Magnum uh, TA's last matches on TV. Tragic, mo- tragic car accident. <laughs> tragic cut his career short. Yeah, but he was driving like a hundred forty in a Porsche. So. They're meant to go fast. <laughs> I guess so. 
I want to go fast. I remember seeing Dusty Road in the uh, Dusty Roads in the uh, fur jacket in the promo up there. I remember seeing the uh, Ric Flair where he says, "I can't keep these alligators on my shoes or on my feet." <laughs> I mean, <Woo>. yeah. <laughs> Coming soon. I joke about it. Coming soon. That other. <laughs> Pro wrestling podcast featuring Todd Whaley and Jared Atkins. Hey, I think for Grand Lodge, you had that other Masonic banquet. <laughs> that other Masonic banquet. Because <laughs> we got a Grand Masters banquet, you know, after first day of Grand Lodge, I think. Oh, that's something else for content. Uh, Roger, Roger, if you're listening, Roger <laughs> Van Gordon. Uh, I don't care if Ooh, we got to kidnap you. We're, we're getting you on this podcast, Roger. I'll text him later on. Uh, tomorrow. And then, yeah, so, I mean, we're going to kick some ideas, but uh, it's it's 9.30 on a Tuesday night. Todd's got to go home. I'm hung- I'm getting hungry is what Me it too. is. That's why we're cutting it short. So, uh, tonight was good. It was fun. Two episodes in the can. We'll work on getting some out over the next day or so for a Founders Day wrap-up show. And yep. Uh, yep. All right. You got anything? Hey, just if you got any ideas, Put them out there. Let everybody know about them. Please continue to like, share, rate, review. Subscribe. Subscribe. You can find us everywhere. Check out our Facebook page. Drop us a message. If you're personal friends with me and Todd on Facebook, send us a message. Instagram and TikTok will come soon. Yeah, get a hold of the Toad Whale, man. Toad Whale PM on TikTok. Toad Whale on everything else. Oh, you 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 do have your uh, you are you doing some Masonic TikToks on your TikTok page? Not yeah, I'm just sharing oh, stuff. Oh, right now. okay, I'm okay. Though. Yeah, Todd is a content creator. Yeah, I'm trying to be. <laughs> I want to be Instagram famous. <laughs> uh, yeah. And all right, bro. I guess we'll wrap it up. So that's yep. brother Todd Whaley. That's brother Jared Atkins. Bethlehem Lodge, 574 in Bird's Eye, Indiana. Thank you guys, and we will see you next time. Peace. Later. I stole your word. Yeah, you did.